a masterclass in authenticity. Hey, you're listening to the Authentic by Alicia pod. I'm your host. You can call me A for short. This episode is inspired by New Blue Sun. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you might not be a music head or it might not just be your taste. But I'm here to tell you that I've given this album a couple listens and it's giving Yoga Yoga Yum Yum very Norwegian style spa vibes, okay? So if you're not into wind instruments, flutes and clarinets and all of that, you may not like Andre 3000's new album, but at least, at least he warned you. I remember when news started buzzing that he was coming back and people were so hyped for one half of Outkast to make a debut after what, two decades of no music? I mean, he's been featured on a couple things and I remember listening to a leaked verse on Kanye's project a year or two ago and we were like, whoa. I like this more than I like Outkast, to be honest. So when I heard the news that he was coming back, I was really excited to see what the more mature, sophisticated version of himself would bring to the world, only to find out he was playing the flute. And I can't really be mad. I used to be a band geek, and you can probably guess what instrument I played. So (laughs) listening to this album, though, I have to admit it was a little bit out there for me. I only really like the very first and the last track. And I don't just sit down and listen to it. I more so have it on when I'm trying to get into the vibe, like I said, with yoga life, or if I'm cleaning the house, or if I have it in the background while I'm doing something that doesn't really require much. You know, there's an album for everything in your life, I like to say, soundtracks to your life. Anyway, what intrigued me even more than the album were the titles, which we're not gonna go through them, but the very first one he did say, I swear, I really wanted to make a rap album, and that alone had me. I was so intrigued from that. I'm sure you were too if you saw the track listing before the tunes came out. What I actually want to focus on today more than the music is the man as he sat down with GQ and spoke a lot about authenticity. It really struck me at the 11 and 14 minute mark that he's just not where he used to be, and he doesn't want to force it. I thought this was a masterclass in authenticity. We want to relive or recant something we had in our past that brought us success or a sense of ourselves that we knew was, say, the highlight of our lives or other people would call it a good time in our lives. The beauty about hearing him speak and leaving it where it lay, at least for today, was in realizing that you become different versions of yourself. The thing that stuck out to me the absolute most was so simple. He had said, If I wanted to rap, I'd have to be around rappers. And the way he led up to that line was he spoke about rap akin to boxing, where it's this mastery of physical and mental strength. Now, personally, I can't really see it that way in full transparency, but I'm not a rapper. I could probably guess he's talking about like the breathing, the arrogance, the bravado, the energy and sometimes aggression you have as a rapper, similarly to how you have to get into the mental state and mindset before you get into the ring to actually fight, right? I found this so plain but so profound as a lot of us in our own realms of life don't realize that in order to access or align we also have to be around similar mindsets and states. It's more likely that you're gonna excel in a field or an industry if you keep friends or people around you that can appreciate, or at the very least, triumphant your successes and boost you up when you fail. 
like not in a delusional kind of way, but it's really good to have someone who maybe is not into the exact same thing as you, but is willing to encourage you along the way and see the shift as you go on your path without stifling you. Again, constructive criticism is always welcome because it keeps you grounded. But especially when you have big desires and dreams for whatever you have in your life, it always feels better when you have someone who can lighten the load of uncertainty, worry, anxiety, fear, any of those emotions that come up when you're doing something that you're unclear about. The beauty of him saying just simply that he doesn't really keep company around rappers just shows that his life has transitioned into something else. And I mean, when you're filthy rich like him, you can play a little bit with your artistry. A struggling artist, not so much. So we have to be honest with that too. I'm gonna speak for myself and you can let me know if you disagree to experiment with something that you've done for years and put it out in the world without the fear of finance or being shunned and just presenting yourself as you are and as you've become and still being open to the idea of becoming. That is in essence the authentic journey. Something else that stood out to me was around the 11 minute mark where the interviewer was asking him about his expectations and he spoke of feelings, that he goes forward with his feelings and if something doesn't feel right, he doesn't do it. And he finds that he's never led wrong when he goes with how he feels. I can't quite relate and if you're part of the private Patreon fam, you know exactly why, but I sat with that. Whenever something comes to me that I don't necessarily agree with, I sit with it and I see where the truth lies in that person's life. There's usually a reason why they feel so strongly about that sentiment, just like there's usually a reason why I don't really agree with the sentiment. And whether you agree or don't agree, I think it's food for thought as we enter this reflective season. Another reason why I really, really loved this interview style was it was super casual. If you go and watch it, they first start off doing laundry and he talks about seasoning his clothes as in putting a lot of laundry detergent in and just the the nuance of just an everyday activity for such a big celebrity really juxtaposed this idea of moving into a different phase and stage of life and how a lot of times we long for something we don't fully comprehend similar to last week's episode where i said you know i used to love cassie back in the day and i couldn't have imagined what she's gone through this interview, much like that, gave me that insight to realize a lot of times what we desire, especially as children, we all want to be singers and actors and astronauts. We don't know all that encompasses that. It's more a matter of fame being something that humans are not supposed to experience. He put it so eloquently when he said, it is not natural for one person to have this much attention this much energy. Talent is one thing, but honestly, it's, I think, timing and momentum. It was really refreshing to hear about the evolution of an art form from his lens at 48 years old. I may not necessarily agree, because to me, I would love to hear the old heads rap. <laughs> It'd be way better than what some of the young kids are rapping about today. First of all, half the words they're saying, I'm like, is that English? And the other half, I'm like, why would you put this on a track? But at the same time, I can respect and understand why he's past that point of wanting to create music in that art form. We sometimes struggle with attaching our identity to something that we used to do or used to have or used to be as we are evolving into something new. 
or being forced to, whether we're aging out or we become disabled or life forces us to change in a way we never thought we'd need to. A few other points that really stood out to me was the sentiment of life is for living and experiencing and the experiment of it all. This idea that when you stop doing something, it's not only that you may have reservations or you're afraid of not living up to past expectations that others have on you or you have for yourself but it could just be simply that you don't see yourself in that way anymore i feel like we've touched on this topic a little bit over this year as i personally have gone through phases where i've realized i don't have to be that person anymore even if it serves other people it helped me thrive in certain ways and in other ways survive but at this stage, there's certain things that I cannot take to get to the next level. This is just me thinking out loud, but a lot of times I feel like we want to believe so strongly that we are one way because it seems familiar. And the similarity of waking up and being the same self keeps us trapped in thought patterns and beliefs that don't allow us to see and express the world and experience it in a different way. So much to gather from an album that I just thought was all right, but an interview that I thought was thought-provoking. I hope that each and every one of you take a couple moments to listen to even just snippets of it and just see if there's a shift in yourself and if there's anything you resonate and relate with. I really hope that this is a beginning of a renaissance with, with more artists and just people in general that have conversations about authenticity without making it about authenticity. I think that's what made it so enlightening, says a girl who has an authentic podcast. It wasn't a blatant be yourself conversation as much as it was just the rationale behind really tapping into where you're at this stage and allowing that to decide and discern where you're gonna go and what steps you're gonna take in a small and significant way. So anyway, that's all I gotta say. A lot more words than I thought I would for a, <laughs> a what is it, a half an hour interview? But check it out and let me know what your thoughts are. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And if you want a little bit more, I'm gonna be posting a Patreon pod right after this. You can get some up close and personal takes from me over there. Until next week, stay blessed, stay authentic.